Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, <clears throat> Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is with us today. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We're always trying to give you the cutting-edge tools, strategies to just move ahead for yourself, but also for the team that you lead. And we always pick people that are on the cutting edge of leadership, emotional intelligence, um, neuroscience, positive psychology. So today, we're going to interview... In a little bit, uh, Stephen Walker. And Stephen is a business psychologist and a senior partner at Brentfield Consultancy in the UK, a practice that specializes in designing assessments and development processes for recruitment, management, and leadership development that add measurable to the return on investment. In his early 20s, Stephen trained as an accountant. He traveled uh, and worked extensively abroad and has experienced uh, war zones and luxury resorts during his travel. Quite an extreme there. He completed his psychology degree uh, and has lectured in psychology and statistics at the University of London. During this time, he was actively involved in research and developed his theoretical knowledge by working as a uh, consultant psychologist in various organizations. His own area of professional practice has focused on methods of developing individuals and organizations by the use of sophisticated statistic modeling, designing practical assessments and tests for leadership management and development. Kathy and I are interested in him with his focus around emotional intelligence, which he has a special interest in, and how it's assessed. He was part of a team that developed the uh, emotional behavior at, at the workplace, uh, emotional systems for business. And uh, you, you can contact him at www ebwonline.com, and this happened in, in the late uh, 1990s. So his assessment is now widely used in a broad spectrum of consultants and organizations and, developer, and is available in multiple languages, uh, Chinese, Korean, Arabic. So we're going to bring him on shortly, and we'll have an opportunity to see how uh, on the other side of the world and in England and those areas, how they use emotional intelligence and the assessment that he has. So all of you are familiar with my um, good friend, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. And let me say a word about Kathy. You know, Kathy uh, coaches and leading executives and their entire companies in her proven work strategies based on positive psychology and now the science of courage. Kathy has been named the first lady of happiness and now the first lady of fearless living by ABC TV. Dr. Greenberg has authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, including the New York bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. Now in over a dozen languages, she touches millions as a much-in-demand speaker and TV, radio, and media personality. Kathy founded four consultancies and three leadership institutes that are all actively uh, growing now. Kathy actively supports behavioral research while offering friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and at home. Um, she's on the Morning Blend on uh, ABC TV, and her new app, Your Happiness Now, is available for free at iTunes. Her latest number one book is based on her work with special operations, sports athletes, and global executives entitled, entitled Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus. It's available on Amazon and supported by a fully integrated software platform to help you and your team become fearless leaders. So there's, there's assessments there and things that you, you can get as resources, and that's at www.fearlessleadersquiz.com, www.fearlessleadersquiz. Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. Um, I'm kind of in awe of all the things you just listed. I didn't, I didn't know I've achieved all those things, but I'm happy to hear about You're them. So uh, I really am excited today to have Stephen Walker on. I'll talk a little bit about Stephen in a few minutes and uh, how we met uh, and why I think he's such a valuable 
contributor not only to uh, our audience of professional coaches, um, professionals, and practitioners, but because he has uh, a very interesting perspective on why business and emotional intelligence distinguishes, uh, you know, distinguishes itself from other uh, types of approaches to using emotional intelligence. And the business world, as we know, is very complex, has very uh, many aspects to it, and, um, and using a well-rounded emotional intelligence tool like the EBW, I think, will be very helpful to people. I've experienced it myself. But before we bring Stephen on, I would like our audience to know about my esteemed co-host, my dear friend, uh, and one of my, uh, I'll, I'll not, well, I'm just going to put it out there. One of my mentors, we'll put it that way. My, my own professional coach here, and that's Dr. Relly Nadler. Relly is a master level certified executive coach. He's a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer. Um, I don't, you probably are a million other things, Relly, but we'll probably run out of time on the show before I could get through them. But okay. um, for those of you who don't know Relly, he brings his legendary expertise in the world of emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, his consulting, his coaching and development programs. Uh, he has been working uh, with many different industries for a very long time, and he's now focused uh, on a wonderful cadre of individuals I'm sure all of you know and love, physicians, especially emergency room physicians and nurses. Um, and he's working uh, with dear friends of ours uh, on the idea that we can prevent burnout in physicians because we need them. It's so important. So for those of you who um, have not read uh, his book, uh, Raleigh's book, uh, it is a top-ranked book called Leading with Emotional Intelligence. Uh, It is a fantastic read. It provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries. His leadership keys Field Guide is available on Amazon as a book and an ebook, and you can get his free iApp as well called Leadership Keys. It has videos, and Relly will walk you through the use of these amazing tools and help you be a great performer, a great leader, a great team member with just the right amount of emotional intelligence. You can get it at your app store on your phone or your iPad. He has a popular blog on psychology today. He gets over 165,000 reads. And if you would like to get access to Relly's free resources, let me emphasize this, free resources on emotional intelligence to measure your own EQ, you can go to EI Central. So you're going to text the word EI Central. To three eight four seven zero. Let me say that again. You're going to text the words E I Central. So that's E I C E N T R A L to three eight four seven zero, or you can visit him at drrallynadler.com. That's D R R E L L Y N A D L E R dot com. And uh, with that said, uh, Relly, um, I don't know if we want to mention why we do the show. I know we've been on yeah. the air now for, gosh, 10 years we've been doing this. I think we're number two in the Voice America Business Network. And we are in 26 countries and 127 cities. And, wow, we're just, we've been doing this for so long, having fun with great folks who listen in. Um, and here we are going into 2018. It's going to be a great year, and we are in the production, for those of you who are interested in when our next books will be out, we are in production together. We are collaborating on our first book together. It's going to be called Emotional Brilliance, Living a Fearless Life, and we're very excited about that. So um, hopefully, uh, as you listen in, uh, you'll learn more today about emotional intelligence. And Raleigh, I don't know if you want to say anything about, um, you know, the spirit of why we do the show, but yeah. uh, I'm going to turn it over to you for a few minutes. Yep, I'll just say a couple words before we bring on Stephen. Um, and so Kathy and I are certainly uh, fans, advocates, consultants around leadership and using this idea of emotional intelligence and social intelligence for you to to be a top performer. A couple things, you know, both of us are very evidence-based. We both have doctorates, 
have done dissertations, very research-oriented. So um, not only is the idea of emotional intelligence, you know, interesting, it's got a good theory, but it's, you know, it's evidence-based where uh, as you move up the corporate ladder, 85% of the competencies for success are in the realm of emotional intelligence. When you compare it to IQ, you compare it to technical expertise. So if you're one of those folks, you got your job because how smart you are and your technical expertise, but you will get your next job around these emotional intelligence um, tools, competencies. And that's why we'll be able to pick Stephen's brain and what he does with his uh, EBW group, you know, looking at emotions and behaviors in, in the workplace. Uh, what we're told so you that you'll get oh, is ahead. just a few <laughs> micro-initiatives that you can do something different. We like to say these micro-initiatives create a macro-impact. Go ahead, Kathy. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say when you took a breath there for a second, I was like, <laughs> okay, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, um, no, all I was going to say was uh, as we um, bring uh, Stephen on, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about how I met Stephen and what yeah. really impressed me about him. Yeah, why not? Yeah, go ahead, because I think then we'll about ready to bring him on. Well, as we, um, as you and I both do in our work, uh, we um, respond to a lot of emails and a lot of requests from people. But when we get something of value that comes across, you know, our screen, uh, it's it's always gratifying uh, to see that we have brothers and sisters in the field that are doing great things with emotional intelligence. And um, I was very intrigued uh, by uh, the programs that uh, EBW was offering. Uh, They're a London-based program, and as you know, I worked for many years with EyeOpener with Jess Price Jones right. uh, at the London School of Economics. And uh, so whenever things come out of the London um, <laughs> region, also as a partner at Accenture, I was based there for many years. So I, I get intrigued. And I have to say, I became Stephen Walker's stalker. Um, it, it became um, my obsession every day to go on and see what they were sending me. And they, they do a great job of embedding uh, what we need to do to be better, if you will, business professionals in all of their webinars and their programs. And as we said, and as you said so kindly at the beginning of the show, Rally, Stephen is a He's a business psychologist, and he's a senior partner at Brentfield Consultancy, and they specialize in designing assessments and developing, um, you know, programs, uh, management leadership development programs that really add measurably to any organization's ROI, which resonates with us, right, because this is what we've been touting right. now for, for over a decade. Um, and the thing that really impressed me about Stephen is when you talk to him and you Skype with him as a behavioral scientist myself, you don't get the criminal minds type of person, which is what I'm used to working with. You get somebody who's actually a, a very sweet, kind, uh, intelligent, emotionally engaged human being, and that's always a, a bonus. The fact that the tool, the EBW, Emotional Intelligence Systems for Business, is in multiple languages, as you said, including Chinese, Korean, and Arabic is just a plus for us because we work internationally. And I think the fact that um, he was so quick to, to pick up the phone and have a chat uh, in a country that's, you know, on a way different time zone than mine just really impressed me. I've taken the EBW. Um, I'll have to let Stephen give you his own feedback on my emotional intelligence. I don't think I'm qualified to do that. <laughs> but um, I just want to thank you for being on the show. Stephen, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a great honor. Well, thanks, Stephen. Uh, we got a series of questions that we want to pick your your brain uh, about. I know it's probably uh, late there uh, over in London, um, but so one of the things that we we like to start off give us a little bit of a background, you know, about yourself. You know, who are some of the people who have most influenced you uh, as a leader? That's a really interesting but also tricky question because I think I've been influenced by so many great leaders out there over the years, not because I've perhaps personally met them, just because I've read their biographies. So people like Nelson Mandela, um, just, you know, some of the, the more historical leaders that we might think about. So from my perspective from the UK, Winston Churchill, you know, huh. um, 
and some of the some of the people also from the states. You know, so the Apple entrepreneur whose name, as I speak, totally Steve Jobs. You Steve know, Jobs, yeah. absolutely fantastic leader. Someone who, when you look at his biography and what he achieved, and also the transformation that he personally had to go through to be able right. to achieve what he achieved. I think a lot of people tend to concentrate on, I guess, some of the negative aspects of Steve Jobs' legacy in terms of his leadership style. But what I see is someone who was thrown out of Apple the first time round and came back having learned so much about himself and right. then built this international company that's you know, renowned all over the world. So those are the kind well, of leaders that have really impacted yeah. on me and, and made me think about what is leadership in the modern world. And we're going to take a quick break, Stephen, so don't go away. Hold that thought, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking to a top performer in emotional intelligence, Stephen Walker, who uh, <clears throat> helped create uh, 
EBW, Emotions and Behavior at Work, and his website is www.ebwonline.com. And Stephen says there's a lot of free resources and articles and, and blog articles. So, Stephen, given in, in the bio we had that you started as an accountant, so tell us how you got into studying emotions in the workplace. Well, I, I started as an accountant, and it really didn't agree with me too, too much, so I moved out of accountancy and basically took some time out for a couple of years and, and went traveling. Uh, I actually spent some time in the States and uh, traveled from east to west. I hitchhiked from east to west and saw your great country, which was fantastic. Uh-huh. And that was in my early 20s. And then I went back to university and, and did a, my, one of my first degrees, a psychology degree. And it was after I'd completed my uh, various academic degrees that uh, I, I was already working as a consultant. And we were asked by uh, uh, the third largest business school here in the UK, uh, Warwick University, to come and do a series of workshops on psychometrics and emotional intelligence because Daniel Goldman had published his second book, uh, Working with Emotional Intelligence, right. which is... If any of you guys get an opportunity to read it, if you haven't done already, I would thoroughly recommend it. It's a really yeah. useful starting point for understanding yeah. how emotional intelligence works in the workplace. And it was yeah, really... I, would, I would agree, and I pass that on to folks too. I, obviously, Kathy and I have read it, but I think when mm. someone wants to know, his first book in 1995, Emotional Intelligence, was more of an overview, but it really zeroed yeah. in, especially around the business world, in the 1998, working with emotional intelligence. That's right, Absolutely. And, and it was really that book that was kind of the catalyst for us to start thinking about, yeah, he's had some really great ideas, but how do we, tr- how do we translate that into something that's useful for leaders in terms of assessments and actually then developing people? So one of the our sort of design criterias for the EBW was saying, okay, there's some really good EI assessments out there, but then there's sometimes a feeling of, now what? You know, I've been told my emotional intelligence is this. What do I do with that? Right. And so what we wanted to do with the EBW, and, and this is why I got so interested in emotions in the workplace, was give, some, give people a practical application of how to use their emotional intelligence in the workplace. So what do they do with the output of their assessment? How do they practically use that to actually change the way they behave and therefore change their performance. So how do they, be, how do they become more compassionate, higher-performing individuals in the workplace? And that was really my driver in terms of my uh, need to join the, the, the team who were developing the tool. So, you know, uh, when you're talking about emotional intelligence, both Kathy and I are, uh, you know, deal with that obviously all the time. And one of the challenges is with business leaders Tell, you know, telling them why it's important to know about emotional intelligence. In the beginning, I talked about you know being evidence based and stuff. But how do how do you go about that? You know, especially we have a lot of business leaders and managers who are our listeners. So you know, what do you tell them about why this is important for them to know? Yeah, I I, I use depending on the conversation I have, I, I use several techniques to sort of grab their attention. Uh, one of the, the stronger ones I find is, is getting them just to simply think about a time when they've been angry uh-huh. and, getting to th- and ask them how long does it take them to calm down mm. when someone makes them angry. Okay. And, and I find that really practical idea of, wow, that's how much emotions affect my behavior because I remember last time I was angry with my wife or my partner or right. Tom in the office. You know, that, that lasted all morning. You know, and it's that. It's that sudden realization, wow, yeah, my emotions really do affect my, my thoughts, then my behavior, and then my performance. And therefore, you know, we feel before we think. And that's, that's the sort of subtext I'm trying to get across to people. Right, right. No, that's, that's really good. I, I like that. And, you know, and, and what I normally say, and I'm sure you do too, around the idea around decision-making yeah. That it impacts your decision making, and being a you know a psychologist, uh, where where I've given IQ tests, what I talk a lot about is that you're you have you're operating with less IQ points, like you said, Stephen, when you're angry, when you're uh, upset about stuff, you don't have access to all your IQ points, and 
I know yeah. for the leaders that I deal with, nobody really wants to hear that. They say, oh, I, was, yeah. I wasn't thinking straight. Well, you didn't yeah. have all your IQ points. So that also becomes a nice way to kind of get them interested in the topic. Yeah. Or and you I think can just the other point I'd like to make, right, <laughs> is about how we listen emotionally. We don't listen to what people say. And the other example I always give them is, and you've got the show in America, is Shark Tank, which yeah. is people make decisions. Once, once the numbers make sense, people make decisions on the emotions in the room. So you, you watch Shark Tank and you see time and time again, you know, the numbers stack up and then it's, can I work with this guy? Yeah. And so what I'm trying to get people to understand is that when they're talking to people, they don't want them to be making decisions on their emotions. They want them to be making decisions on, do the numbers make sense? And it's Stephen. Can you both hear me now? Yes. Yeah, sure. I was, I was making fun of the fact that we were talking about how emotions can disconnect you, and I said, or you can just be disconnected by telecom. <laughs> but, uh, what, what I find really interesting is this is a whole area where I think emotional intelligence needs to play, and that's behavioral economics. You know, we, the whole world of Daniel Kahneman, the whole world of, of how we make purchases, how we make decisions. Um, so what you're talking about, Stephen, is, is brilliant. And I, I, I can tell you if we use Shark Tank to help people understand why some people win on that show and others don't, uh, they'd be absolutely shocked. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, excuse me, you said there's a lot of assessments. Kath and I use some different EQ assessments or EI assessments. Say a little bit about how you came up with your measures, and you have some very specific ones that I want to, you know, I want to read, but then, uh, you know, how do you came about that? And so these, you know, sometimes we call these competencies, and it sounds like you're going to explain that maybe behaviors, but decisiveness, motivation, Influence, adaptability, uh, consciousness, stress resilience, self-control, empathy, self-awareness. So I know some of those are in one one category or another. But say a little bit about how you tease that and then why those. Yeah. So I think there's some fundamentals in emotional intelligence that we can all agree agree on. Uh, You know, for example, self-awareness is a a real strong indicator of how emotionally intelligent people are likely to be. You know, developing self-awareness is one of the fundamentals of emotional intelligence. But when we were looking at the literature back in 97, about we wanted to reverse engineer the whole emotional intelligence concept. So when you looked at some of the people like Savile Mae, Baron, who, who really were the four, forerunners of emotional right. intelligence, really did all the interesting research on it, how they approached it was they had a theory of emotional intelligence and then they developed their assessments to fit those theories and to test out those, that theory. Whereas where we, what we did is we looked at the literature around emotional intelligence and personality and ability and we looked at what, you know, what were the common themes that ran through the workplace in terms of what predicted success. And we talked to lots of leaders at the time as well. And so these areas came out of that, that research that we did back in 97. And there were some, some commonalities that came out, so decisiveness. You know, if you think about it, why wouldn't you want to be talking to people about how their emotions affect decisions? I mean, you talked about this earlier, Riley. You know, why wouldn't you want to be talking to leaders about how they motivate themselves and others, how they, how they influence, you know, how do you influence people? How do you make them follow you as a leader? How do you make people more flexible and adaptable so they can change to the commercial environments that we find ourselves in, you know, with globalization, etc. How do we make people more conscientious? And by that, for us, it's about understanding how spontaneous people are or, or do they have a strong need to have a plan? Uh, do they follow the rules or are they more entrepreneurial uh, or maverick in the way they approach rules, you know? Uh, right. And then there's the whole empathy piece, which is, for us, is about... You know, do they really understand other people's needs and perspectives? Do they, is that central to the way they operate? Or do they, are they able to stand back and be much more objective in their approach where they don't consider other people's needs and feelings because they've got to make those tough decisions? You know, they've got to I don't, reduce the headcount of an organization by 10%. And so they can't be necessarily worrying about whether people are going to be able to make their mortgage payments. Um, 
And then you've got the whole mental toughness piece, you know, the stress resilience. Are people able to, to handle the tough times at work? Can they get through that? But also, do they understand, and this ties into the, the self-awareness piece, do they understand that people are less resilient than them, may not be able to cope as well? And that's the emotional intelligent bit. It's not, it's not just understanding your emotional drives and how they drive your behavior, but also appreciating that other people may be driven very differently to you and therefore right. may respond very differently to you. So it's not just about understanding where you sit in terms of your interpersonal intelligence, so self-awareness and, and how you manage yourself, but also the interpersonal piece, which is about so, understanding others, obviously, and understanding what drives them. And so, so for Stephen, us, those eight areas that we talked about were absolutely central to what drives performance in organizations. And yeah. if we wanted to make people more emotionally intelligent in the workplace, in other words, to be able to use what we call their business EQ, then it was important that we focused on those those areas to, to enable them to do that. And so that was a that was the sort of, if you like, yeah. research and the, the underlying thrust of what the EBW was about. There was some other sort of other sort of simplified design criteria for us, which was the EBW had to be practical. So there were some really great um, assessments out there and some understandings of EI, but they were really complicated, you know, which was great for us as psychologists, but for the end user who just wanted something they could get hold of and use in their day-to-day work, they were overly complicated. And so one of the key drivers for us was that it had to be straightforward. It had to make sense to the end user. So using the language of business as much as possible right. to explain the concept that affects the way people's emotions affect their behavior, that affects their performance. So one of the questions I have for you, Stephen, as I'm looking at your list, and you, I think you did allude to it, almost all of them are self-focused ver- except for influence. And, you know, we talk about the emotional side and the, so- and the, uh, the self-side and social side, but I think you kind of alluded to it. Uh, are you also looking at how others are motivated? Are you also looking at how others are adaptable? Are you also looking at how others are stress resilient? Absolutely. So I would say that the first stage of developing emotional intelligence is about understanding yourself mm-hmm. and then using that as a blueprint to understand others. And okay. so it, it is about making sure that you not only recognize that you're, as I said, highly resilient, uh, but also recognizing that that driver that, that may make you successful in your current job role may not be the same for everybody, and therefore they may respond to the difficult work situation that you find yourself in very differently. And therefore, how you manage that relationship has to be different because their emotional drivers will be different to yourself. So, Stephen, one of the things that Riley and I are working on, as I said, is our new book, Emotional Brilliance, Living a Fearless Life. And I'm just curious, when you um, think about these behaviors, what might be the best predictor for overall EQ, if there's one? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I, 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 I would not look at one overall predictor. I would look at the pattern that, of the okay. EBW. Of the EBW. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. For those of you who are listening, you are listening to Leadership Development News with our guest Stephen Walker, EBW Systems. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about why balancing these behaviors is more important than picking one. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. We're talking about um, some of these different emotions in the workplace, so just in general, when people have a lot of emotions, we'll get into a couple of the specific ones, but what's, what have you found or what have you told people the best way to deal with emotions? You know, what do you tell I, people? I think uh, there's a couple of key techniques that you can use to deal with emotions. And, and I think the first thing is, that, is absolutely to try and analyze before you get into the situation that is likely to conjure up the particular emotion that you're, that you're going to feel is okay. to actually be ready for that. So it's about uh, be, being pre- prepared for the, for the situations you go into so the, the emotions don't hijack you. That's the, yeah. that's the first tip I'd give. Yeah. Don't, don't let yourself get emotionally hijacked. It's, it's, I know that's easy for me to say. It's, it's kind of what we call the EQ paradox, which is when you most need your emotional intelligence is generally when you at least have the resources to yeah. deal with it. Um, so my, my first tip really is, you know, be prepared. Start, do, you know, emotion intelligence is about understanding how your emotions and behaviors affect you. Yeah. So start thinking about that before you get yourself in the situation in the first place. Okay. When we think about uh, how leaders um, are challenged, uh, individuals and teams are challenged, and you think about how they deal with some of these challenges, anger, for example. What's, what's mm. the best way for an individual to, to think about dealing with anger from an emotional intelligence standpoint in the workplace? You know, in your personal life, you can act out, you can misbehave. Not that that's appropriate, but nobody's going to fire you unless they actually tell you they've had enough of you <laughs> as a friend or a colleague. There's a difference, right? So yeah, and I think there's two points down on there. One is mm-hmm. about how do you deal with other people's anger and how do you deal with your own anger? And, and they both need different techniques and different approaches. So I think one of the misconceptions out there is that what we call negative emotions are necessarily bad for performance. Uh, and the first thing I'd, I'd probably say is that there's a lot of research out there that suggests that negative emotions such as anger don't necessarily cause bad performance. They can actually enhance performance, say, in teams. You know, there's some research that we talk about 
on the EBW Online blog um, that talks about how important anger can be for just challenging people's uh, assumptions in a, in a team situation to get them to think about how they might uh, think about the, the concept that they're discussing. So whilst I would say it's unrealistic to make people angry as a way to, say, improve their decision-making, I don't think we should naturally first assume that anger will necessarily always cause bad decisions. So the first thing I'd say is let's challenge the assumptions uh, about negative emotions and how they affect performance. So that's the first thing. The second point I'd make is how we deal with negative emotions personally will, will vary from individual to individual. There's not going to be one uh, matrix that fits everybody. We have to take people on an individual journey to, how, to help them understand their emotions and their behavior and how that affects their performance. And therefore, what is the individual, uh, what does the individual need to do to help them manage themselves better in situations when their anger starts impacting on them? So if I give you a, a quick example of that, yeah. if you think about the emotions that we're born with, we're born with six basic emotions. Um, and then as we develop, we get more complex emotions, things like pride, envy, that require a, an understanding of who we are and how we understand others. That, and those emotions are far more complex and more culturally driven than those basic emotions that we're born with. Now, if you're going to help people manage their emotions when they get emotionally hijacked, you have to understand their journey that they've gone through to get to where they are. And that's where an EI assessment is really useful because it gives you a very quick framework to help them understand themselves, to develop the self-management techniques to improve their performance in the workplace. Okay. Well, that, uh, that's helpful around anger. And I know you said in one of your blogs uh, was about how you can use anger um, in regards to you know, better decisions. And so at least what I'm hearing, it may help someone become a little bit more assertive, uh, maybe ask some of the questions that they may not ask, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so use that energy, which is just the anger, to kind of getting more towards the results they want. Absolutely. So it can be used as a motivation. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about dealing, let's say, with loss or rejection in the business world that may not be getting the promotion, the job, you know, someone else got it, um, and, you know, any kind of tips in regards that you would tell your, you know, clients and businesses about that? The, the whole thing of loss is a, is a really difficult one. Uh, I think to uh, to answer it in an abstract way uh, with a you know simple example, um, the, one of the things is about building up people's understanding of why they're feeling the loss that they do. So helping them understand the emotion behind the the, the behaviour that's going on. So why why do they feel that it's a loss as a set, rather than it's an opportunity? So, you know, the, the, that old expression is one door closes, another one opens. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's getting them to break down the feelings that they're, they're having and understand what drives those feelings. So is it the situation? Is it the, <clears throat> the person that's got the job? Is that why they feel a loss? Is it they're, they're thinking that this is their opportunity, that the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that they're right. never going to get again? And helping them understand the whole situation and looking at it from an objective point of view rather than just focusing on the feeling that they're having. And that, uh. that's, the, that's the, the, the difficult thing for people to do, to stand back from themselves and almost look at themselves as a third person, looking at them and saying, do you know what, this is, whilst you're feeling this emotion, this very strong, powerful emotion, that's not the bit that actually... Uh, changes the behavior. It's, that's, the, that's what you're feeling now. Sorry, changes the performance. The, what you need to focus on is 
what do you need to do differently to, to move yourself forward? Yes, Stephen, as you're talking about these things, it sounds so common sense, right? So practical. Um, and, you know, Rally and I, in working in this area, um, come across individuals who seem so pragmatic and so capable of understanding this stuff, but managing our impulses and, and dealing with how an individual perceives any of these um, is really the key here. So when you are working with a leader or an individual in a business environment for the very first time, mm. are you giving them an opportunity to, as we say, be, we call it being introduced to themselves for the first time? And like Riley likes to say, name it to tame it. Can you name it to tame it? And when you can give people a language that they can now use to describe their behavior, do you see them really getting it? Or do you see people needing to have people kind of catch them in the act of these things in order for them to correct themselves and in order to integrate some of the information? So it's like, how do you get them to see this other than talking them through it? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of things that you can, that you can do that, well, that I do anyway with, with leaders. The, f- the first thing is obviously we use the EBW assessment to benchmark where they are in comparison to other, to other leaders. So that's, that's the, f- the first thing is, is to give them an understanding of their drivers, their emotional drivers to behave a certain way and how similar or how different they are to other leaders. So I think people really struggle with that concept. You know, they might think they're really resilient, but they don't quite understand how resilient they are or how not resilient they are, depending on where they score. So that's the first thing. And then the, the other bit that you asked about is do you need to catch them in the moment? And one of the problems that people have where, when you're developing a concept like self-awareness is that self-awareness is very fluid. In other words, you can be tremendously present when you're receiving feedback from an EI assessment and go, yeah, that's me. Do you know what? I really get that. You know, that's, you really nailed me. I can't believe how accurate this EI assessment is. And then they walk out of their coaching session with you and, you know, two days later they're in a meeting and they suddenly find themselves screaming and shouting at a colleague because right. they've been emotionally hijacked. And, and the, there's a difficulty there of getting the the feedback and the coaching that you're doing and translating it into a u- usable framework that they can then get hold of to, to stop themselves being hijacked by their emotions. So one of the things that I do when I'm working with executive teams is that I actually sit in the executive team meeting with them as, a, as a, like a third party. So they've all had their EBW assessment. I've done one-to-one feedback with them. And then I actually observe them during the team meeting and then we sit to then we spend an hour after the team meeting to talk about one emotional driver for success they say decisiveness and then we can talk about how they come to a collective decision and what drives their decision making and who's slowing the decisions down and who's driving them forward etc but what i can then do is actually bring in live rich data from the team meeting to inform them and help them understand better how their emotional drivers for decision-making is impacting on the performance of the team. And I find those real-life examples are really powerful for leaders. And the reason they're so powerful for leaders is because leaders get used to having people listen to them and following their lead. And so when they're challenged, when you're getting them to change their perception of how they see themselves being able to have those real live events that they've actually just interacted mm-hmm. with and say, hold on a minute, yeah. when you were in that leadership meeting, this is what you did. And do you remember, that's a really powerful way of holding them to account and getting them to make sure they focus on not only managing their emotions differently, but changing their behavior to not only aid their performance, but aid the performance of the team as a whole. So that, that approach work is really powerful and what it enables you to do is then keep them motivated and focused on the key critical areas that drive success in businesses well that's that's really good and i know you know um 
in the in the therapy world is trying to catch them. You know, right now this happened, and yeah. I think like you're saying, that's that's the the grounding part. And going back to what we said earlier, that's the self awareness piece. The other thing mm-hmm. that I think Kathy and I would say is trying to train people in a, a similar state of when they learn it to when they're going to have to retrieve it. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll, we'll do simulations and things like that that will arouse the emotions so that that's where yeah. they learn it. Uh, and so when they retrieve it, it's easier. So otherwise, sometimes they call that you know, state-dependent learning. And they're yeah. calm in a conference room or in coaching with you or I or Kathy. Yeah. And then, like you're saying, now they're in another place. They're in a whole different state, and they don't have that retrieval uh, mechanism yeah. there. And also, so we don't have the practical, um, examples, the live practical examples to call on. So and, one and of the things have... we're a great believer in with our uh, EI programs is making sure that we have situations and experiential exercises yeah. do exactly what you just talked about, Riley. It's about mm-hmm. giving them opportunities to practice managing their so emotions gonna, and behaviors differently yeah, in a safe environment. We're going to have to say goodbye. And I just want to thank you again, Stephen, for your kindness. I'm sorry to have to cut you off there. We need to, uh, to clear the line for, uh, for programming. But I want to make sure our audience knows how to reach you. So for those of you who are listening, please go to www.ebwonline.com. Again, that's www.ebwonline.com. And we're always listening to leadership development news, profiles, and practices of top performers. Thanks for tuning in to Tune Up Your Leadership Performance. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.